to come and talk in a, in a session that they had about um, recruitment, uh, the issues of uh, recruiting and retaining people in property management. Um, and um, it, it, it made an interesting debate. There were lots of questions afterwards. Um, and essentially what we were asked to do was first build a picture of, of who the protagonists are. So what is an average property manager like? Um, and also as well, what's their employer like? Uh, and then Zoe had a lot of data from a study that Block Recruit had conducted, uh, which I'm sure she'll she'll come on to later on. Um, really, just looking at what what people want from from their employer these days and and how that's changed over the years. So I, I drilled down a bit further and I just got a bit of persona details about this person as well. So if you look at their average name, the most commonly occurring uh, first name is Sarah, and the most commonly occurring female um, surname is Smith. So we've got this persona of Sarah Smith um, okay. they're working their way to becoming an associate level member um, and they're in that difficult phase of life where they're a, a mid-careerist so you, you you've already had a profession somewhere else you come in um, and all of a sudden you've got all this weight of expectation on you because you're not a rookie you're not you know straight out of college um, and people just expect you to absorb information yeah. Um, they expect fewer errors and they, they deal with errors more harshly um, in general. Um, and, um, you know, you've got all those other things going on at that time of life. You've got a mortgage, you've got kids, you've got nursery, you've got elderly parents, um, you've got the cost of living crisis and your day job is being a property manager at the same time. So, you know, th there's a, an awful lot of, pe of things going on in, in that average member's life. And then I had a look at, uh, you know, who the firm managing directors were um, looking at um, armor firms. And it's a completely different profile. So there's a 77 percent likelihood that they're a man um, and they're a whole decade older. Um, so they, they tend to be 50 years old where they are an IRPM member, which isn't true in all cases. They're not necessarily IRPM, but they've been with IRPM for, for 10 years. And, and it just built up this profile where um, we've got the employer coming from a baby boomer or generation x backgrounds yep. and being male uh, and you've got a millennial um, female um, being the, the the property manager and that was really you know the the information that zoe and i looked at and spoke about about what that meant what the impact on on the survey was um, and um, you know i'll hand over to zoe at this stage to talk about um, what what she said at the conference so we, as Block Recruit, conduct a salary and qualification survey every year in, in conjunction with the IRPM. Okay. Um, and it's, there's usually sort of a bit of a contrast in terms of what the market wants versus what the market's actually offering, okay. um, as in any sector. Yeah. However, the results coming back from this year were so far apart that it's almost like the candidates are moving at such a rate that the employers are so far behind in catching up that the alignment is so far out of sync that it kind of explains the recruitment crisis. Um, I think generally in terms of block management as a sector, we're pretty far behind. <laughs> I mean, we've only kind of just moved into um, the era of flexible working and that was because of a pandemic. Um, in terms of the results that were coming back for us. So if we take the benefits, for example, um, the top three benefits that people have in the sector right now, the first is pension, 
So that's just a company pension. The second is paid membership. So that's uh, professional membership. So like the IRPM, RICS. Um, And the third is paid training. So again, IRPM, RICS. What people actually want as their top three, the first was enhanced holiday, which is 25 to 30 days plus bank holidays. Second was flexible working. And that's when they can decide which days are their flexible days. So that's not the employer saying, oh, it has to be two days a week and it has to be a Monday and Wednesday. That's the person themselves being able to decide. And the third was a bonus. Um, So very much sort of coming outside of the pandemic, it's the main trends have been sort of health and wealth, essentially, for the sector. Um, And that's kind of not really adding up (laughs) with still what's being offered. Um, There are a few companies out there that are sort of clocking on and really looking at their employer um, branding and their employee value proposition to be able to attract. But because there's so many companies that are so slow to being able to adjust to what people actually want or perhaps not really wanting to acknowledge it, it's making it so much harder for them to, to one, attract and recruit, but also retain so yeah, I, I heard I heard uh, Malcolm speak last week, and um, I was doing a lot of nodding, and I could see quite where where we're going with it. Um, I think it's horses for courses. I think that um, you can't say that flexible working is right for everybody, um, and you can't say that you know being office based all the time is right for everybody. What I would say is that looking at this business uh, and having been in the business for as you know, for a long time, um, there's a certain magic that happens um, in a factors business um, where people, sometimes teams of people collaborate in a very personal way, um, you know, and, and it creates excitement, it creates energy. Um, problem solving is, 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 is a big part of what we do. You know, we can have all of our ducks in a row and there's always something that comes up that we don't, we, we, we can't anticipate. And for, for, from our experience, um, the best way to deal with that um, is when people are working in close proximity. And you can literally, and it sounds like a cliche, you can turn to the person next to you and say, what do you think? We look at it from a customer's point, you know, at the end of the day, we're a customer service driven industry, customer service driven business. And we need to satisfy that customer base by having suitable amount of staff. So when when we talk about um, you know staff choosing when to work, well that doesn't always you know that doesn't suit the customer. They're not thinking about well when does the customer need us, you know you know. And as a business through through history, we've worked out well the hours that we operate within are when we're able to offer our customers the best service, and that seems to work well, you know. But if we start looking at going down to a four-day working week, for example, which is um, the, the the end thing at the moment, well, that's twenty percent less our customers have access to us, or yeah. we need to increase our staff by twenty percent. Yeah. You know, and and therefore, does the customers' cost go up by twenty percent to match that? You know, so I I don't think most employers are just sitting going, no, I don't, I'm not, I'm not doing that, I'm not giving you more holidays, I'm not being flexible when you want because it, it, it doesn't suit them or, or it's financially related. I think they're looking at the bigger picture and saying, well, actually, this is what our customer needs. And without our customers, 
we actually don't have a business. So by us modeling our business and how it operates around what the customers need, that actually protects the employee. It, yeah. protects their, it protects their job. You can look at it even further, you know, it protects the industries around about us. You know, it protects the the the, the local news agent or the local coffee shop where you've got people coming in and out of offices. Yeah. You know, as well. So there's a there's a bigger I think there's a bigger social construct that, that isn't considered when we're looking at you know, because I heard statements like employers are behind and employers that that, that refuse to change or refuse to adapt, you know, will be left behind. I'm not sure they can be. Yeah, well, I heard you in, in that podcast with, with Malcolm um, refer to an organisation, or you knew some organisations that 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 allowed, you know, that um, four-day compressed. Yeah. Now, I did that. I wonder who that was, yeah. Yes, well, well you, well, you know <laughs> I did it, because, because we had a lot of good people. We'd, we'd, when we started out with a real young, young team, that, that all, as you said, they were all friends. It should, so it should be because the person that's just, you know, ultimately the, the whether it's a managing director or CEO, it's the person that's ultimately responsible, but it doesn't make you any different from the, the, the team that you're working with. So the point you just made earlier on there about not asking anyone to do something that you're not willing to do yourself or, or have already done yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had a situation the other day where there was a, Health and safety training came up and it was put around the team or right around the whole, you know, the whole team of which there's over 120 of them. And uh, and I entered that and said, I'm going. But I said to one of my colleagues, I said, I'm going to that because A, um, I want to know what they're getting trained up in. And B, yeah. then I'm sending a clear signal that, that I'm not asking them to do anything that I'm not willing to do yeah. myself. Yeah. So, so, so from that point as well, there's the... Um, the, the the good people that we had in in our business, and we've done it within the last year as well. Some have went off on maternity. Some have came and approached us and asked to have the compressed days. Yeah. They are good, solid, loyal, committed, talented individuals. So why wouldn't you compress that in, in, in the four days? Because as long as you can prioritize and organize your team with that structure in place then it really it, it really can work and it, and it does work and it's been proven it's been working again it's another 15 16 years model that's been proven and continued to be proven so there is there is unfortunately some roles and and organizations that maybe challenge that slightly but but there's it's about it, it's about looking for other ideas other solutions to offer them something different um so, so yeah. Again, it's it just because that's that that type of chat that we're having there is your culture. I mean, you're yeah. you're, you're creating. It's all based on that values, and you know when when you look at the when you look at you again. I'm gonna you keep driving me down these things. You know how passionate I'm about it. It's like you know I, I was I was brought up to be to be told to stick with these five words. You'll be all right. Fair, reasonable, rational manners and respect. You take that into an organisation and you apply the same you apply the same set of values, might be different words, but but they remain the same. So yeah. so if you approach everything, whether it's whether it's dealing with homeowners, home builders, suppliers, your colleagues, 
and apply the same formula, you really can't go wrong. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the main points I saw the the working from home. Um, obviously we were all our hands were we were forced <laughs> into at one point from COVID. Um, we still operate what we would call still call it a hybrid workspace where we um we do have staff that work from home um at times through laptops and phones they're all connected constantly um we're obviously progressing with the the cloud-based thing so we're completely mobile then um but yeah i think there's definitely a change in um even in the sort of time i've been involved there's definitely a a change in the the feeling around firms i believe and obviously i'm speaking primarily from mcfee's point of view but um you know the they talked about the the perception of the old guard, really, who were the, the hierarchy. They were almost feared uh, in their offices with their, their suits on and it's and Mr. Welsh this and Mr. Bruce that. And that's very much not the case at McPhee anyway. And I think it's moving away from that across the other firms as well, where it's more of an open door policy, a bit more of a, uh, you know, a, a collective group, you know, solution we're looking for. I know it's um, been able to, feed off of each other i mean um yeah. we've got properties where you mentioned john john's been a property manager at our firm you know he was there doing it 15 20 years ago and he'll remember those properties and he'll be able to help you with context for things yeah. as well so it's having that you know in the past i would imagine there was more a, a fear of oh, i can't go and ask him he's the managing partner we couldn't do that it's very much open door now it's you know uh part of it and you can come and go and have a chat about nonsense but also work as well and it's not quite as um restrictive as it i think it used to be and i've seen a wee bit of a change just even in my time um but yeah very much the flexible working environment both in office and literally outside of office as well but i agreed with what you said about that you know it's definitely moving in that way i get it i get it I'm I'm actually going to take that that one. Um, I actually have two Gen Z children, um, and kind of proud to say that they have both followed in the footsteps of their mother, and they are both working in housing. Um, so I I do believe that um, making them come to gala days and making them you know do their volunteering um, okay. as they, as they were growing up obviously had an impact. Um, and they are, you know, they are they're, they're both both work for different um, two separate companies, but they and, and they do different roles, but they they're they're both in, in housing, and you know they, you know, I know them, and obviously they are sets of friends, um, and they're six years between my two children, so one's twenty, another one's twenty six, and um, so they're both of them um, Gen Z, but. I I found they're um, they've got a great work ethic and a lot of their friends have the same, but they they don't think the way that you know I did when when I was kind of growing up. I've stayed long long terms and yeah. jobs for like years, um, yeah. and you know really kind of had to velcro myself off, you know, to to move elsewhere. Um, however, they don't view the world that way. You know, yeah. they, they they try on different roles. They they they're more fluid. They they they're really they were already flexible before we had the pandemic, as we put it. Um, and they they learn their craft. They're very good technically. You know, technical stuff. Um, much more up to speed than 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 most of like my generation. 
And they don't they don't have that, I need to stay here for 20 years or I'm looking for a job for life the way yeah. that maybe we thought about. I admire it because I think there's an element that's quite brave. Um, yeah. I don't know how they'll get a good pension because they never stay off in one place to kind of build up their pension, which worries me greatly, but they have no concern of. Um, however, I do think that when they find the right fit, they then become loyal and you know, they, they stay, but as long as there's some opportunities or a career path that they can see, they'll stay. It's just a different way of thinking. And yeah. I think you have to embrace it as an employer. I think you have to stop seeing it as, oh, I'm not investing money in them to develop. And what you have to do is find ways to create those um, opportunities and succession planning, I think, is much more important now than it used to be yeah. because you have to see how do I keep this talent and how do I keep them, you know, flowing through your organisation. That's the way I, I see it anyway. So as Moses' point, I think, is really critical for bringing on the next generation. And I'm not speaking of age. I'm just speaking of experience within the industry. Um, that osmosis piece, just hearing what's going on, yeah. hearing the tone of a phone call. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if there's a if there's a difficult one of your colleagues, an experienced colleague, is handling a, dif a difficult call, you start to listen in, don't you? And you can yeah. hear how that call. And you think, you know what? They're they're staying calm. They're being really generous. They're they're they're, they're investing some time. Yeah. Um, that's how to handle a call. And you pick that up purely through osmosis. You won't get that working in a, a home environment or a yeah. virtual environment. So there's, without question, there is value in being back in the office. But it does depend, again, on the person and on the function. Um, so, uh, as I say, most of our team tend to head into the office for one or two days a week. That's that's it for TPI. But, of course, they, 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 we make a point of having um, uh, quite a number of socials. We get together. During COVID, I recruited people from all across the country. So I've got customer service people in the Midlands. Yeah. This is supposed to be London-based yeah. uh, in theory, um, but uh, you know, in the Midlands, down in Colchester, um, the um, uh, so they're, they're, they're dotted all over. And some people come in, and some people don't. Um, but there is a there is an osmosis point, and 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 setting culture without having uh, an office presence is it is doable. We yeah. don't. We built a business. We did the full merger. All of that was, was done on, you know, the, the growth of the business and then the, the merger, and the setting of the new culture was done entirely online. So it can be done. Yeah, it can be done. But when you're, especially when you're bringing in new blood, it's great to be able to sit in the office and have a chat.